0: Alright let me go ahead and get this turned down. What is going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double, and you're now tuned into episode 111 111, 111 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Uh, sorry about not having an episode last week, I lost my voice completely. And uh, y'all saw heard how terrible I sounded on episode 110 two weeks ago. <coughs> Excuse me, folks. Was clowning me, saying that I sound like a quiet storm DJ. Sound like I should, uh, should have been. Uh, I needed some uh, some Ricola, needed some hot tea. People were just clowning me, uh, just saying I was trying to sound sultry and sexy. And uh, I appreciate that from everybody. But I am back, uh, feeling about ninety percent. So we getting there slowly but surely. But I didn't have some damn kind of super flu because I've been. Six since uh man before my grandma's birthday and that was before christmas so i've been going through it for the past month and some change um but uh a lot of folks i know has been dealing with the same thing and uh but i'm you know i'm here got a little scratchy throat and i still got a dry cough but uh we're gonna keep rocking and make it do what it do Uh, um my voice sounds a little a lot stronger not a little a lot stronger and uh we're gonna get started on that good old summer damn jam screen, but before we get started, uh, for my sneaker heads out here, um, did y'all see Nike uh released uh, their uh their model to uh, rival the Ultra Boost? So, if you don't know about sneakers, you can just kind of phase this out. But Adidas has this sneaker called the Ultra Boost, came out was about five years ago, five six years ago. Uh, kanye west made it hot we wrapped a white on white pair a couple years back and it just blew up and the technology in this shoe is great so it has this foam as the sole of the sneaker with a rubber bottom and uh so the support system has a prime knit upper which is like that sock material which they actually bit off of nike which is fly knit material and uh so nike's just doing the same thing back, but. It's all about this this boost, so whatever, however hard of a step you take, you get that same energy back, you know, when you're lifting up on your step. And uh, it just feels like you're walking on a pillow. <coughs> and I grabbed a pair uh, last year in 2016, so whoa, going on two years ago, well November of 2016, so not quite two years ago but uh november 2016 i grabbed a pair of ultra boost and uh i had my wife try them on they they were way too big for her, but just to feel the technology and she was amazed by it you know with her being a teacher and being on her feet all day uh so when we honeymooned in hawaii in january of last year 2017 uh there was a pair at a uh that I, I think it was a lady footlocker i think they still got a lady footlocker out there yeah it was uh in this mall in uh, hawaii it was connected to our hotel and so uh i got a pair there and uh she's she's in love with them so i got another pair for my birthday this past year uh my wife got me the winterized version which is a thicker pair better and a rubber bottom uh, for all conditions and it's water resistance the uh, prime it is so adidas is just cleaning up excuse me with uh kanye west being on board and just taking the brand just to new heights and um so they're they're neck and neck with nike so nike's like whoa yo we gotta jump on this fucking train and so they created their own version it has a fly knit upper and then it has that same kind of foam technology but the only difference is they have like rubber on the toe on the heel and the toe of the outsole of the sneaker. so people are saying it's great uh, it mimics the boost Um, but i cannot lie the uh, silhouette does look a little bit better than the boost it does than the uh the upper as far as the upper silhouette it looks a little bit more fly i think that's because i'm more uh nike oriented but uh that's just something i wanted to talk about really quick real briefly but it's funny to see nike is always leading the the way, just like with uh, when they came out with the uh, the air bubble, you know, that was supposed to actually be like what this cushioning system is with this boost or this uh, Epic React, uh, what Nike calls it. Uh, that's what that was supposed to be back in the 80s, you know, but the thing is with those air bubbles, like you can feel it, but it's like I barely feel it, especially if you're like out in the cold, then that plastic freezes up so you don't actually feel the air bubble. It's just like hard, you're just walking on a rock. So with this ultra boost technology, this boost technology, it doesn't freeze up. No matter how cold it is, it doesn't freeze up or anything like that. So it just feels like you're walking on a cloud. So Nike is biting Adidas and I just find it amazing because we all laughed at Kanye when he said, hold up, I ain't trying to stunt, man. But the Yeezys jumped over the jump, man. And we laughed at him. But I guess I didn't see the vision, but I guess I do now because Nike is biting off one of his competitors, which is amazing to me. But let's um, see, let me talk to Black Omaha real quick. So we're officially on that good old summer jam screen. So Century Lake, the CenturyLink Center, downtown, the convention center, the arena, if you will, will finally get a new namesake plastered on the arena, which is dope, so I can finally start back going to Creighton games, so let it fly, hashtag let it fly, go Jays. Um. So the contract with CenturyLink will finally be up this year. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I stopped attending events at the CenturyLink uh, due to CenturyLink dropping NFL linebacker uh, Brandon Marshall for his peaceful protest. So I'm pretty excited to be back in the arena. So the uh, the planning board announced this uh, late last week, saying that they're they're looking for somebody new. To, uh, take over the name leasing and bring some more money into the arena and all this other shit and I'm very excited to go there just hopefully it won't be someplace like fucking Papa John's and then I'll have to boycott for another I think those those leases last about 10 years or something like about a decade something like that so then I'll just be you know shit out of luck cuz fuck Papa John's so that's just something I wanted to talk to black Omaha about and then also, did y'all see uh, the video of Cory Booker when he was getting on Kirsten Nielsen, the uh, homeland the Secretary of Homeland Security? You know, over her not meeting with Dreamers, even though she oversees ICE and her complicity uh, with the Cheeto and Chiefs uh, shithole comments. Did y'all see that? That emotional. He was very emotional. But uh, what was crazy to me was to see the right uh, and this was before the women's march the uh annual women's march this was before so uh so the right the far right and the right wingers whatever you want to fucking call them they jumped on the feminist train and they were like should a man be talking to a woman like that and i'm like this woman is the head of <coughs> she's the secretary the head of homeland security you know and by they were saying that mr booker uh was berating her and this is what it looks like uh you know when it calls out bullshit you know that's it it was it was one of those things where it just seemed like extreme trolling from the right seemed like very 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 extreme trolling and then you had them pussyfooting ass uh bullshitting people on the far left actually kind of agreeing with folks on the right about this. Like a man shouldn't be speaking to a woman like this and all this other bullshit. And I'm just I'm so sick of the I'm so sick of the Democrats in the left. I'm just so sick of them being so fucking soft. Just being so fucking soft. Just just softer than just cheap wet tissue. Just soft. It's disgusting. I don't know how they think they're gonna take these 2018 elections, but You know it's going to go back to the people because the people are tired of the bullshit just fed up and if and this man the cheeto in chief has only been in office a year now and it has felt like eight bush years like one year trump has felt like eight years of bush jr that's what it feels like but You know, if the Dems, you know, if they can take back, you know, the 2018 elections, uh, to me, it's going to boil down to not what they do, but just off of sheer resistance of the people. People just want to, you know, stick it to the the, uh, orange Mussolini. You know, that's what they want to do. The orange Julius Caesar. They just want to stick it to him. And I think that's what it boils. That's what is, that's what's going to help the Dems win. But... At the same damn time, it's just you don't want a bunch of pushovers, you know, up in the house. You know, it's just we want to make this as difficult for the Cheeto in Chief as possible. You know, if you are about that action, you're about that life, you know, you with the smoke, you got that same kind of energy that you had, you know, before this man got elected. But um, you know, I can't I will not give credit to the Democrats because it's just So many of them are just pushovers and they want to hug a Nazi and all this other bullshit. But anyways, I'm going off on a rant, but I just thought it was funny how people on the right were saying that, you know, they were using feminist talking points. And these people are so anti-feminist, so anti-feminist, you know, these people on the right, you know, they want to they 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 would live for, you know, their women being just at home. You know knocked up with a bunch of kids you know barefoot and pregnant always you know what i'm saying not having a life and just doing as she's told by her husband you know while her husband is off toe tapping in airport uh bathroom stalls trying to get his dick sucked by another dude you know so I, you, you can't take none of this shit seriously it's just such a fucking game and you just you Like, I feel like I'm always looking outside the matrix, like I'm on the outside looking in and it's just like, how are we still falling for these same damn tricks? You know, how are we falling for them? But speaking of feminists and, uh, you know, speaking of, uh, you know, change, rebellion, resistance and everything else, I hit the uh, annual women's march. I did, you can call me a coon, like some folks have been calling me and some were even family calling me a coon alluding to I was a coon for attending this uh, white woman's March even though there was black women organizers and guest speakers shout out to Ashley Spivey uh, you know for uh, you know she was a, a keynote speaker and an organizer and there was a, a lot of black families and black men and black women down there and uh, but still I guess, I, I guess I'll guess I guess I'll take that I'll take that being a coon being part of the resistance and standing with women. And what was funny about me being called a coon i was being called a coon by some women too and i'm just like oh i was at a women's march but okay all right i'll take it i'll eat that i'll eat them punches i've 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 eaten quite a few punches before but i hit the second annual i guess you can say it's the first annual women's march and you know i just wanted to speak about how we always complain about being used for different movements But I feel like it's time for us, um, excuse me, to start co-opted movements and taking advantage of these resources some of these other groups get over us. So you start thinking like, how can we piggyback on these current resist movements to benefit us? And I want y'all to really think about that. You know, like what what if it was a majority of black women that showed up to this annual women's march and called out white women that voted for the Cheeto in chief and how they try to silence black women and uh, use them to further their own agenda. That one sister, what's her name? Tamika Mallory, she did that. She uh, called out white women. And there was other white women calling out white women. And I feel like um, some of the original Women's March Inc. members should have called out Vanessa Ruble. I believe that's her last name, W-R-U-B-L-E. And she actually broke off from the inaugural Women's March Incorporated group because it focused, and I I say this truthfully, you can look this up, Vanessa Rubel. Her name's Vanessa, you spell it V-A-N-E-S-S-A, Rubel, W-R-U-B-L-E. And she broke off from the Women's March Incorporated because it focused more on race and immigration as opposed to getting women into positions of power. Now, you know Vanessa Rubel is a white woman. And, you know, that she so she couldn't empathize with women of color. So she used the momentum of the Women's March of 2017, the first one to create her own group called March on, which is supposedly going to focus on getting women and progressives elected. Now, I know good and damn well, a black woman could have did the same damn thing But she could have been at the head of this organization you know as far as one of the organizers and she could have used that momentum to break off and start her own movement and gather some of those people from those millions of people who showed up to these marches you know and she could have rolled a wave and got people in and created her own organization that was going to push forward uh black women and put them in the spotlight and gain some funding Now that's just one way right there you see how this woman did it you know she used that popularity of her being a face of one of the head members of this women's march inc and she made her own group so i know you know a black woman could have did the same thing so where did i get this idea from right of co-opting a movement right besides seeing other groups do this but i was listening to an episode of rock newman great show it's on youtube and they were talking about they're speaking about the opioid epidemic and um the medical examiner in washington dc i i forgot the brother's name he was talking about how we have a right to be mad about the response to this drug crisis of opioids due to the state wanting to treat it like an illness as opposed to a criminal offense you know, since whites are dying in high numbers compared to blacks, you know, doing the crack era. So compared to how they criminalize black folks, demonize them, you know, running up in houses, you know, with battering rams and tanks and shit like that. So he said we had the right to do that, to be mad and angry about that. But we have to take advantage of these programs that are in place for opioid abusers, because right now. What they're not talking about is how older blacks are dying from fentanyl-laced heroin. And he was saying that a lot of older black folks, these are black folks who've been on heroin, you know, 30, 40 years. These are functioning heroin addicts, you know, working, got a job. They're seeing these people drop like flies and the numbers are rising in the DMV area and along the East Coast because a lot of these heroin dealers are getting that Chinese-laced fentanyl heroin, you know. That's what they're getting. So they're getting that fentanyl from China and then these heroin distributors are, you know, lacing the heroin with that or just giving the fentanyl or car fentanyl which is which is like a horse tranquilizer and they're putting that into uh, you know, just a little bit of heroin and it's just trying to they keep trying to cut the product to make more money, and they're giving these uh, these older black folks these hot packs and they're just dying in record numbers. So what this brother was saying is that we need to just jump on this uh, this whole train and like oh yeah it is a health issue yada 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 to start getting these black folks some help and so that's what got my gears turning and like oh we need to start co-opting these these other movements also um and you know so we need to, like i said we need so we need to start i should say it a little bit better we need to start co-opting these moving movements that try to use us as mascots so we need to be right there in them conference room with the organizer, speaking about visibility and funding. You know, get it written down on a contract and record it vocally. You know, just go ahead and open up your uh, your voice memo app on your iPhone, or if you got an Android you know your voice recorder and just boom just hit record and you know just start talking some numbers and like okay so what is the purpose of this what do you plan on getting out of this and what will we get out of this because here's our agenda yada 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 and if you can't meet the, those those agendas this uh you can't meet our criteria we're not deal, deal, dealing with you and this will look like just some kind of white supremacist event just some white women's march you know in case of the women's march you see what i'm saying And, um, you know, once that rally is done, you know, if you got the contract signed and things like that and they're talking about they'll give you, uh, you know, some funding also and whatever comes their way and you write down percentages and things like that, you know, once the rally is done, we should be right back in that conference room, you know, making sure that funding is being divvied up equally to causes that will impact the community, whatever community that you come from, right? and then you know we speak so then you're like oh you know that sounds good but we don't have anything to back it up on we ain't got no power we ain't got no money black folks ain't got no power no money yada 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 you know, miss me with that bullshit like please do blacks in america have more power than you think you know you ever seen black folks publicly shame someone on social media and it makes headlines all over the country when black folks link up like voltron on social media Waves happen, things do happen if you keep publicly shaming somebody. You gotta take that GLAD approach, right? So GLAD, GLAAD, is all about positive images and imagery of gay and lesbians on uh television, right? And they will shame the fuck out of somebody. You know, and I think they moved on to uh the BTQIAA faction too. So that's why you've seen so much backlash to somebody like um, Dave Chappelle about his trans joke in his Netflix specials. That's why you see so many people pushing a trans agenda because that's the wave the GLAAD is on right now and LGBTQIAA organizations are about. It's publicly shaming you to the point where you have to, you know, it's that weaponized outrage, right? You know, it's publicly shaming somebody over and over and over and over and over until you know trans people are putting in a positive spotlight you know no it's an untouched group it's like um, let's see here it's like um, it's like how it's like how jewish folks move and they always remember the Holocaust and things like that, but they don't play that shit if another group is trying to make fun of them or something like that. They will, you know, shut that shit down and come directly towards you. And black folks need something like that. We need we need our own GLAD. We need our own... When well, we used to have the NAACP, but now that is just... That's just for every fucking body now. So we do need something that's black exclusive that's going to rally uh social influencers people with a huge following and to get other people in the grassroots level all together organized and get on that public shaming level you know to shame people to to oblivion you know just shame the fuck out of them right but I remember the uh I, the shame moisture thing right when people were talking about how they showed they showed a snippet this brother showed a snippet of white women using the products and black women just went the fuck off. All over. Just went the fuck off for like a week straight. That's all that you heard about, right? All over the blogs, online. Even saw there saw some news clippings about it. Well news clips about it on TV, right? And this man was like, Oh, this was just a portion of a series and but he failed to mention that and people just thought that he was just about to gentrify his own brand, which it's like, OK, when a black business starts off, you know, it's getting money from its own community. But the whole goal of that is so this business can blow up, have more businesses, hire people that, you know, from the community, teach them how to do this, that and the third and learn great business skills and keep expanding the business until it gets some of everybody's money. Right. That's how every business starts off. But we run under this guys that Shea Moisture was for us, by us you know, it was on that on that FUBU shit, you know, but this man is just trying to make money, but he started off making black hair care products, and then he just started expanding, money started getting good, let me expand, let me start getting some of everybody's money, and they shamed this man to death, and he still, he still ain't, he ain't quite recovered, even though I still use the the, the beard balm and the head balm for my bald head, uh, you know, folks still, still be skipping over Shea Moisture, though. You can tell that on Facebook. Like, go look at a Shea Moisture Facebook post, and you will see 12 to 30 angry black women in the comment section still going off about this, right? So that's one way, right? And then let's talk about money. Money-wise, we will always find money for silly things, but never have money for serious things, right? I mean, look at the brother that raised all that money for kids to go see that Black Panther movie. Now you know good and damn well if that brother was raising money for black youth to attend a coding camp or a STEM convention, that's science, technology, engineering, and mathematics for the slow, uh, no one like Ellen would give it a platform, right? Nobody would be, you know, oh this is so dope, da da da, it's just okay we raising money for these kids to see a movie, okay that's dope but where's the money going to? Right back into Disney Marvel hands, right? and i just have an issue with this i'm not blaming the kids or nothing because the kids do need to see you know representation matters and things of that sort. but it's just it's just we just big up so much silly ass shit and it's 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 just it's heartbreaking to see things like that to um just to see like we gonna raise all this money for just silly little goofy shit but we ain't pulling our money together to get behind like political candidates that will push our agenda and we'll stop having our kids dying in the street having these men stop dying in the street and you know stop having these women suffer you know uh at different levels of you know sexism you know uh, from the pay grade from the bullshit ass uh pay grades that black women suffer from we won't we won't pull our money together like that and create super passion we can pull our money together to go see a movie like, come on y'all for real a movie exactly but you know it's just i don't know it's, it's frustrating for me um just because like i said i look at things outside of the matrix and i'm like man we still falling for these tricks we still falling for this bullshit. and um we really do have the money to make political moves we just need to learn to trust each other and trust that it will change our future for the better instead of doing silly shit that only puts a band-aid on some blunt force trauma you know it's all about being on the same page collectively and moving strategically now, let's go back to uh, the um, LGBTQIA and the GLAD thing, right? So you got GLAAD, their whole purpose is to show gays, lesbians in a positive spotlight and show that they're regular people, like we need something like that. But the trans folks, it was heavy at the Omaha movement, right? In the Omaha Women's March, um, when I went down there uh, this past Saturday, it was huge, right? You had women holding up signs saying like trans lives matter um trans women are women too and things of that sort, and you're like okay so this oh so the trans community has co-opted a women's movement they have literally co-opted a movement so that's just another another way of showing just hey you can do it too black folks like we really can if we really strategically You know, if we move strategically and be on the same page collectively we ain't even got to work together just be on the same page collectively we'll be a-okay and we really have to just start jumping in the forefront of a lot of these movements being the face of a lot of these movements but handling business behind closed doors before we become mascots for these damn movements and that ain't nothing but the truth and you know what's funny, man? I saw a crackhead at the rally, man. I seen a crackhead for years. She went to high school with my mama. Um, and she was down there holding up a sign. And I was just like, okay. Bass heads lives matter too. And I swear to God. I seen a swerve down there. Been seeing her for years. And she been on that shit for a long time. That Ready Rock. Been on it for years. Years. Got the got the jaw and everything. You know what I'm saying? Just and She was down there. At the rally with her sign saying women first and I was not mad at it. I was not mad at it. I was like, you know what? If a crackhead can wake up, my black ass can rap wake up too. You know what I'm saying? I can I can be with the shits also. So that's been uh that summer jam screen. So uh Hove, what you gotta say about all this? Well, Don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen. I smoke rocks. <laughs> I smoke rocks thank you so much tyrone biggums for that lovely intro to selling hope like dope uh selling hope like dope has to go to this whole monique situation i'm not gonna say that she's selling hope like dope but the whole situation smells like uh smells a little hopey don't it smells a little hopey and it got some dope prices so if you don't know the uh actress comedian oscar winner heavily awarded young lady uh funny as fuck she uh had some issues with netflix they came to her about a special and uh they offered her 500k right an oscar winner 500,000. dollars. so she took to the internets uh, her and her uh her husband uh sydney uh, and they were talking about how um it's unfair because amy schumer i think she got about 11 12 million uh, Dave Chappelle and uh, Chris Rock got 20 M's for their comedy specials, and uh, she was saying that she was being lowballed, and she was being lowballed absolutely, absolutely. And then she made another video with all of her awards, and my wife uh, tagged me in it on Facebook, and she was like, "I mean, she does has a point," and uh, saying that she she's more decorated than uh, Amy Schumer, and that her movie Almost Christmas uh grossed more than uh that last amy schumer movie with the the older white woman as her mama i forgot that movie what it was, what it was called who's the mama susan sarandon susan sarandon i believe was and uh and my wife is like oh she has a point and i'm like you know i agree monique is more decorated uh definitely has some heavy awards you know especially that oscar w but my thing is Amy Schumer struck while the iron was hot she struck when she had that movie train wreck going on and it made what like 140 million or some bullshit like that um, and she wrote and and she wrote it and I think maybe co-directed something, something, something like that but she was coming off that high she had the TV show going on inside Amy Schumer and she was just riding a wave and she was hot at the time and with Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle um, I mean those are two comedy legends absolutely great bodies of work um, and Dave Chappelle will always have kind of like that grassroots thing behind him just because of how he left Chappelle's show and left the people wanting more and um, So Monique had claims of sexism due to those two men getting so much more money, uh, which I agree, Um, and then racism with Amy Schumer, which is, um, I don't know, I feel like it was more this woman was white hot at the time in negotiations. So then, you know, I'm seeing people online, they're talking about, oh, fuck that raggedy big fat black bitch, she, you know, she ain't funny as Chappelle, and da-da-da-da, and People were making, uh, you know, uh, think pieces. Who's a funny black comedian? And, you know, I I felt so bad for Monique because this was coming from my own people, you know, black folks, our people, my people. And, you know, just, you know, she ain't had a movie since yada, yada, yada. She ain't been funny since this. She should have been happy for that money. I ain't canceling my fucking Netflix because that's what Sydney and Monique was saying. Stand with her, like, canceling your Netflix subscription and all this other shit. I I didn't agree with that part Um, because you can't put that on people. You, You really can't if you haven't been for the people like that. You know, that's just something... You know, you can't be out here, you know, having people like, oh, cancel your Netflix subscription. You know, most black folks ain't even got a Netflix subscription. They got a Netflix password. You know, they got somebody's password, a co-worker's password, an ex-boyfriend, a girlfriend, or ex-husband, ex-wife password, or even a child's password. You know, it's like nine, ten motherfuckers to like one password on Netflix. So what you gonna have? 300 people cancel their accounts, you know? but uh so i thought that was kind of unfair i felt like she should have said something like you know let them know voice your anger this way you know by letting them know because they did lowball the fuck out of her five hundred thousand dollars fuck no she didn't deserve that not at all not at all five hundred thousand dollars for netflix special fuck no no she's worth way more than that i agree um you know it should have been a few m's you know three four million dollars but uh, Wanda Sykes chimed in, and she kept it 100. She was like, uh, "Netflix came to her and actually offered her significantly less than $500,000 for a comedy special." And you know what she did? She went elsewhere. She shopped her special elsewhere. And I felt like Monique should have done the same damn thing. But I feel like the issue with uh, with what's going on with Monique is she has her husband as her manager. You know, I don't I don't think that's a good move. I don't. You. You need somebody who's gonna be out there just fighting for you, and uh who's about that life. And this man, I feel like he puts love first and all this other bullshit. He just seems very soft-spoken, and I don't think that he knows how to swim with the sharks too well. You know. So she needs to get it. She can stay married to the brother. You know. But she needs a new manager, someone who's really gonna put that "Mm," and they don't have to be going to social media and telling people about what's happening behind the scenes you know you renegotiate secure that bag renegotiate by going to uh fucking hulu um go to hbo stars showtime you know go somewhere else and come with an offer with more money like they're offering me this that's what you have to do you don't just run directly to social media and start airing everything out you don't do that that's not the way to happen and shame on niggas too shame on niggas on social media like god damn y'all y'all will just y'all man y'all see a black person falling and it's like chum in the water full of sharks or some shit y'all just can't wait and shout out to that brother uh kevin hart who he puts trolls on blast he put some on blast it was it yesterday tuesday some people was coming at him and he just posted the pictures of them and he was just like you know god bless you know and posted their ads you know about them being haters because they do hate their lives you know a lot of people do hate hate how they're living they're living in a fucked up way you know and they they hate to see black folks doing well you know i've seen so many think people you oh, know, i would have just took that five hundred thousand dollars. you know and shit like that because they still thinking with that that po ass mind frame of where they stuck in that fucked up position that they're in right now and um but it was just it was hurtful to see that people calling them all kind of fat black bitches and everything like that you like god damn She just asked you to cancel your Netflix subscription. She didn't ask you to slap your mama and kick your daddy in the knee. She didn't ask that. Like, goddamn, she gotta be all this? You know, but Netflix was fucked up for offering her that low amount of money. And then Wanda Sykes. White folks love Wanda Sykes. She's like the white woman whisperer. You know, white folks love her type of humor. So I don't know why they offered her that low-ass amount. I don't know how much it was. But, um... I think Monique just needs to get a better manager and, uh, you know, stop having her husband, you know, in, the, in these, court, in these uh, conference rooms, in these boardrooms, you know, with these sharks and he acting like a little lamb, you know, and trying to appeal to people's, uh, you know, human side. there, trying to be humane with these people. People don't. They, they want cold, hard facts. You know, they want you to talk that shit and put them in their fucking place. But uh, yeah, that was that's been that's that's my thing about it. Um, that's my two cents about it, and that's been selling hope like dope. All right. This portion of do rags and boat shoes has been brought to you by the letter L, as in, hey yo, my guy, my hands are full. Give me a hand here. Can you hold this L? All right. So moving on to holding this L, we have to give it to uh, these right wing evangelicals. Now, remember, so many times I speak about fake patriotism, which is really white supremacy, you know, white supremacy disguised as patriotism. And so we can talk about right now, you know, uh, white supremacy disguised as uh, Christian values. Right. So evangelicals that are given the cheeto in chief a mulligan, which is another word for do over for his extramarital affair with porn star Stormy Daniels, right? So they have to hold this L. Tony Perkins is the head of the ultra-conservative Family Research Council. He's the one who said that Mulligan comment on Politico's podcast, Off Message. Then you have people like Franklin Graham, the CEO of Billy Graham's Evangelistic Association. And he's just choosing to flat out not believe it. Now these Christians take pride in shaming leftists about morals and walking in the footsteps of Jesus. But when the Cheeto in Cheat is the epitome of immorality, they look the other way. Why? Because it never was about being Christ-like, it was all about maintaining the system of racism white supremacy. That is their religion, trying to stay dominant and fighting against diversity and justice. Remember when Obama was first elected and they called him a Muslim in the Antichrist? If it ain't white, it ain't right. So this is the beauty of Trump's presidency, there is no more coded language, the Wizard of Oz is not hiding behind the curtain anymore, they have let the cat out of the bag, and the playbook is on the table. So those of us that believe in replacing this unjust system, we need to organize and take action. So don't believe these fucking mega churches and don't believe these people running around here waving flags and shit like that. You know, that's it's, it's all boils down to racism, white supremacy. It just goes back to that. These people really said they're gonna give Trump a mulligan. And this is what, his third marriage, right? I thought getting divorced, I thought that was shunned upon, that was looked down upon by those in the Christian community, especially in the ultra conservative, right? So they're going to give this guy a mulligan, a do-over, or just go out and deny that uh, this this uh, this uh, poor excuse of a man is, uh, you know, not doing, having these extramarital affairs, just denying shit that he's doing. This is, it's very sad. It's very sorry. And, you know, I feel like a lot of us have been saying this for years, you know, about uh you know some of these christian groups and these think tanks and it's just coming out to the forefront it's like oh if you help push our agenda we will throw everything that we stand for out the window that we supposedly stand for because they never stood on that never did they stood on maintaining a system of racism white supremacy so all you evangelical groups that support uh the cheeto in chief y'all really have to Hold this L. You win. Perfect. Alright, so moving on to Not All Heroes Wear Capes. We have to give it to the brother Jordan Peele for having four Oscar nominations for his movie Get Out. Uh, he got it for, let's see here, uh, Best Original Screenplay, uh, Director, the uh, brother who starred in it for Leading Actor, and Best Picture so shout out to uh, get out getting its flowers you know it was a dope ass movie and shout out also we can't forget about mary j blige mary j blige out here just living her best life you know niggas was flaming her on twitter about having to pay kim do all that damn money and shit like that and all this other nonsense and a lot of these coddled niggas who wanted to be kept men and be taken care of by an older woman was caping for kin do but she out here living her best life for the movie mudbound you know she's nominated for uh, got the double oscar nomination for best original song and best supporting actress for a role in mudbound so i gotta go see that movie it, it, it sounds depressing as fuck but uh you know we're gonna give mary her flowers i love mary j blige as a as, a, as an artist um, she really is coming along with her acting chops and i say this bittersweet with these oscar nominations because i know some of it could stem from the oscar so white backlash but look like, like what i said on the summer jam screen black folks can shame the shit out of people right we can shame the shit out of some folks. And you see, see, look at the back, look at the how it changed from Oscar So White. You looked at last year, fucking Moonlight, which is a fucking uh, uh, hipster's wet dream ass movie and uh, liberal racist ass uh, wet dream film won for Best Picture. You know what I'm saying? And look at the nominations now. So we can, we got some power. We can shame the fuck out some people. But you know that's the backlash from or the uh effects of oscar so white but still i have nothing but love and respect you know for jordan peele and mary j blige not all heroes wear capes some just perfect their crafts you know in the uh in the motion picture uh lane so shout out to y'all nothing but love and respect all right so moving on to health over wealth last segment of the show and you know what i say without your health you cannot enjoy your wealth and this quote is uh, something that I live by, um, it's, uh, it's been coming up a lot lately, I've been seeing it tweeted all over and things like that, maybe because it's January and people are still riding high on uh, the new year, new me thing, but uh, I don't know who started the quote so I'm going to say it's unknown, but you have to show the world how you would like to be treated. I'm going to repeat that again. You have to show the world how you would like to be treated. And to me, it always meant that you have to demand respect and command it. You know, you can't put up with nonsense, you know, like your parents, your grandparents, you know, uh, your, your, your mama or your daddy, you know, grandpa, grandma or even your uncle or your auntie you know, would always tell you, you know, I'm not one of your little friends, you know, you you, you can't play with me like that, you know, uh, or it always happens if you work with a bunch of guys, I don't know if this happens with women, but uh, guys like to tease each other, you know, especially like in a warehouse setting or a real blue collar setting and things like that, and a lot of times you have to let a motherfucker know, hey, I don't play like that, you know, you can talk shit to me all you want but you know don't talk shit about my kids my wife my mom, or my daddy you know you know if you sitting up you know just shooting the shit playing the dozens or something like that you have to let a motherfucker know off rip hey I don't play like that and I had a situation when I first uh, started this gig um, there was a guy uh, at one of the stores I delivered to he was a uh, he was uh he was trying to be cute and that's what i call it be cute you know when you're trying to make little sassy jokes at somebody's expense you know i call that being cute and he was trying to make a joke at my expense and he was like shut up and i was just like and i stopped and i was like who the fuck are you talking to i will cut some fat off your back and make some butter don't play with me like that i don't know you like that all due respect, don't play with me like that. I don't play with people I don't know like that. I ain't had an issue with them since. You know, and, and you, you really have to show people how you want to be treated. And it's not always being confrontational like that, but you just have to let people know how you would like to be treated. You know, they always say, treat people how you would like to be treated. That's not always the case. You know, you have to show people how you would like to be treated. You know, cause you could treat somebody with the utmost respect, You know, like I did this young man, you know, who I dealt with when I was delivering to this store. But I ain't had a problem with him since, since I told him that. Like, hey, don't fucking play with me like that, because I don't fucking know you like that, and you don't know me like that. I just, I don't play with people I don't know, you know. After I told him I was going to cut some uh, fat off his back and make some butter. You know, I told him, hey, you know, all due respect, I don't fucking know you, you don't know me like that, I don't play like that. So ever since then, it's like, hey man, how's it going? Hey, it's going good. How you doing? I got this man. I got this much product for you. Where do you want me to put it? Okay, put it in a location. Okay, all right. You have a good day. I'll see you tomorrow. I don't play with people like that. You know, I don't, I don't do that. You know, the only people I play with like that is my brothers. That's it. That's it. My brothers and my wife, you know, and, uh, you know, even the older folks in my family, I don't, you know, I don't joke and play with them like that, you know, because there's that level of respect. But you just have to show the world, you know, how you would like to be treated. And that, and, and what I was uh, alluding to is you don't always have to be, you know, as confrontational as I am, because I just come from that kind of lineage of people who don't put up with bullshit. We, we call it off, you know, off rip, no matter who you are. Don't care about your position, your authority. You know, if you're doing wrong by us, we're going to let you know that but um and i had to learn that the hard way in my early teens you know my mama was tough on me so tough on me 13 14 god damn it i'm a man now you know it it was some some hard lessons but i got it you know but uh it it means walking with your head up high your back straight you know you walk with your back straight can't nobody ride you you know you always look a person in their face you know uh look them in their eyes you know firm handshake man or woman And, uh, you know, always be sincere in your actions Say what you want to do and you do it You know, and it's the same thing You expect somebody to do something, they do it You know, they don't do it, they break your heart Or uh, they let you down You know you can't trust that person to do something So you won't put that ability up on them again You know, you don't want to keep giving somebody a chance To keep letting you down over and over Right? So you have to show the world, you know How you would like to be treated You know, and that's just something I really want y'all to take into this new year. You know, you command and you demand respect. You know, always keep your head held high, no matter what, no matter what your financial situation, your home situation, love life, whatever health situation you're going through. You know, take pride in your appearance. You know, and just demand that respect. That's what it's all about don't take no shit from nobody either you know i know it's a lot of people out here that like to let shit roll off your back and you think it's rolled off your back but then you go home and you start arguing with your with your man or arguing with your lady and shit like that and that's that pent up frustration that you thought that you let go because of uh you know jenny in the office was talking slick but jenny's your boss and uh you just let it roll off your back you know you know you can you can confront you know a superior you know, and let them know what time it is. You ain't just got to call them all kind of MFers and shit like that, but you can let them know in a way that uh, shows them that how you would like to be treated, you know. But yeah, that's that's what it's all about in 2018, you know. Just get that respect. Get that respect and secure the bag, all right? So thank y'all for being patient with me. I love y'all as always, and I will definitely be here next week nothing but love and respect to every single one of y'all and make sure that y'all tell a friend and have that friend tell 10 more friends and then have them 10 friends tell 10 friends and just keep letting it go keep just keep spreading the message right and, uh, you know, even if they don't like me talking about, uh, you know, different things like with when I call out racism, white supremacy, just have them fast forward to uh, the last two segments, you know, because I know some people do like to just listen to the last two segments to get that word from me just so they can go on about their day and make it do what it do. And I don't have any problems with that. I really do. I really do not have a problem with that. And uh, but sometimes you do need the truth and sometimes you do need them first three segments you know that summer jam screen selling hope like dope and you have to hear about people holding the L you know what I'm saying but I'm gonna catch y'all next week and uh make sure y'all rate and uh subscribe on iTunes and then whoever gave me one star y'all can eat a dick on iTunes like that's just that's kind of fucked up you know I know my plays are getting more and more up there but somebody is being a fucking hater because this is a quality ass podcast and it's very structured like a regular ass TV show or a radio show, it's pretty fucking sharp. So don't, don't, don't do that bullshit. You can give me like a three or a four out of five stars. Don't give me no fucking one or two. You just being a goddamn hater right there. But that's it. Nothing but love and respect to y'all. And hopefully I'm not out here sounding all sultry like a goddamn uh, fucking uh, stormy night DJ or some shit. I'm quiet storm DJ, and uh, I will see y'all next week. And, you know, I keep telling y'all I love y'all because some of y'all need to hear it. Some of y'all are not hearing that from somebody, but I genuinely do. And I want y'all to keep thriving in 2018. One.